0: Hi, I'm Christy Lee, the creator of Canadian True Crime. Join me for an immersive deep dive into some of the most thought-provoking true crime cases in Canada. Using facts curated from court documents, inquiry reports, and news archives, I carefully unravel and analyze each case, exposing the pitfalls of the criminal justice system that everyone needs to know about. Find Canadian True Crime wherever you listen to podcasts or visit canadiantruecrime.ca.
1: You're listening to a Frequency Podcast Network production. It's Thursday morning, July 7th. Amber Manthorn is bustling about at Alberni Power & Marine. They're one of the largest boat dealers on the island, in operation for over 30 years. Amber works here. It's one of three jobs she works to make ends meet. She puts on music while she cleans and readies the store for customers. It's a bright, cheery space, filled with boat supplies and toys for getting out on the lake. Amber loves summer. She loves the lake life. She sings as she goes about her work. Amber's friend and colleague recalls stepping in the door that day. She loves Thursday morning when Amber has cleaned. The whole place smells amazing. When Amber doesn't show up here the following day, the search for Amber and for answers begins. I'm Laura Palmer, and this is Island Crime Season 4 Finding Amber. There's a colorful display of inflatables, tubes, towables, and ropes greeting customers as they enter the store. It's the end of the summer season, and there's a sale sign perched on the merchandise. I'm here to meet one of Amber's colleagues. We choose a quiet spot in the back where shelves of inventory, life jackets, marine supplies of all kinds are stacked to the ceiling. Her friend offers me a coffee and we lean against stacks of cardboard boxes. She had other jobs but she was here three
2: to
3: four days a week between both buildings. She would always come here. Um, Thursday mornings were great. She would come in before I even got here and I'd always remark that, you know, I loved Thursday mornings. I'd come in and the place just smelled great because she'd mop before we opened and all the customers came. So Thursday mornings always smelled wonderful around here. (laughs) You know, she'd be bouncing around with her mop and the music and, oh, hey, good morning. You know,
1: just always just cheery and fun to be around. How would you describe your colleague, your friend, Amber?
3: Oh, she was just a great person. She was always bubbly and happy. Um... She was a genuine person. You, you know, lots of people, when they say, you know, hey, how's it going or whatever, in general, it's a quick answer. She actually cared. She would wait for the answer and find out. And
1: she was a really genuine person. I want to talk about the period leading up to Amber going missing. What was your sense of how she was doing in the, in the weeks leading up to her going um, missing? I think she was happy.
3: She loved summer. She was, um, you know, a total summer person, especially living at the lake. She lived for it. Um, You know, always trying to get me to take my pontoon boat out and have a girl's day on the lake or whatever, you know, like she lived for this season. She was happy. She was excited. She was the life of the party. She was always smiling, always happy, always willing to help somebody or just jump in. And I mean, You know, she was always spinning around here and dancing and singing. And to me, if somebody's singing, they're happy. She took pride in her life. She took pride in her car. Um, You know, she had just purchased that and was so proud of herself for, you know, driving beaters for years on that road. and, And just she had used her mom's car for a long time. And so when she finally got that one, she was proud. She was happy. You mentioned
1: Thursday. That's a day that you said you normally look forward to when you come in in the morning. So did you see Amber on that Thursday before she... Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that day.
3: Just like any other day, come in, she's bouncing around cleaning and, you know, talking about our weekend. Uh, My daughter's a barrel racer, just started this February, so it's really new. She's young and took off and Amber wanted to come see her and we were in Duncan and she said next one that she's close in Coombs she said let me know you know she wanted to come down and and watch her and so we kind of talked about that a little bit because there was a rodeo coming up a couple weeks later you look back on all these conversations now and they have a whole new meaning mm-hmm. you never know that that's gonna be the last time you see somebody or talk to them But she was sweeping around and as she sweeps, she's always kind of shopping and buying this and that. So she came across a shirt that um, she came and we were all standing at the front and she had Katie ring it up and asked if it didn't fit Justin, if she could bring it back. And we all kind of shoot her the sideways look. And she said, I know, I know. We're giving it a try or... So we kind of, you know, had our little opinion about it, but told her, yes, the shirt could come back if it didn't fit.
1: And Why the, why the sideways look? Why, why would any of you have a thought about her buying something? Oh, well,
3: just the amount of chances she's given them or the times that she's, they've been on and off for so long. Um, And they had actually broken up for quite a while, and I was quite shocked that she was going to give them another chance. You know, we've had several conversations in the store when they're on, off, on, off, and the fights, the craziness, the dysfunction.
1: She just... sorry when you say fights and craziness. Can you,
3: can you expand on that at all? You know, she'd talk about the fights or he'd go off and the whole weekend, she'd just say, that's why you don't date an ex-addict. You know, like just, just things you wanted to grab her and say, there's easier ways to be loved. And looking back at all these times, you wish you could just, she just wanted to be happy and they fought a lot. There was a lot of, um, chaos he had been sober for quite a long time clean and sober and uh, that was a Justin she fell in love with that was a Justin that she had a great time with at the beginning and they had hopes and dreams of his business taking off or you know but there was also parts of Justin she hid from people because she didn't want the sideways looks or the comments and and you know, sometimes you can't talk to your very best friends about things like that because you just get tired of the, I told you so's, you know. So for a long time, this was a safe space for her to just vent about the fights, the craziness. You know, she just wanted to keep giving so many chances, but
1: there's a dead end. When, when you say fights, did you ever have the sense that there was any kind of... Physical violence?
3: Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. I think so. She never would come right out and say the details of things, but you know, there was tears and there was bruises. He just wasn't nice to her.
1: So that Thursday when she's buying a a shirt for him is is it your sense that they are back together as a couple or
3: Not really, I don't think at that stage. I know she was letting him stay with her. Um, Whenever he wasn't working, he would stay there. She wanted to help him. Um, She did care about him, and she just wanted to be loved. But but I think even she knew it wasn't going to be different.
1: There's been a suggestion, I think, from Justin that... You know, she wasn't happy or things were not going well in her life.
3: I think the only part of her life she wasn't happy with was the chaos that he brought. It was the only time you'd really see her sad or upset as if they just had another fight. Like, she just was
1: defeated. We talk for a time after I turn off my recorder. She tells me they now have a new cleaner, She has to stop herself from telling Amber's replacement, well, Amber would do it this way, or Amber would have done that. She feels Amber's presence everywhere in this store. Amber's bright pink missing poster is on the front door as you walk in. And it is that poster that will spark a series of calls, which leads to the interview you're about to hear. I get a message from my niece back east. One of her relations through marriage now lives here in Port. This woman has called my niece because she knows I'm working on Amber's case. I talk and trade texts with this unexpected source for a while. It's a hectic time in her life new home, new job. But she explains to me that she is a Christian and she has prayed to God for guidance.
2: If I'm not meant to, to speak how I feel, something would happen to make it not happen. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. So I just felt like I was going to go with it. I just, I, yeah, I, I feel a lot for this girl that's like,
1: I know who she is. She has shared texts and images that confirm the information she tells me. But like a number of people, she worries about identifying herself. She is a confidential source but not anonymous to me. We meet at a park near her new home. She is a striking woman, raven-haired with dark eyes. It's early on a Sunday morning, but a nearby neighbour is doing some renos and the construction sounds echo throughout the neighbourhood. Once again, my studio on wheels, my little Honda offers a decent buffer from the noise. You got in touch with me because you have gotten to know Justin Hall a little bit some mm-hmm. time ago. Mm-hmm. So can you just start with how that how that happened?
2: Yeah, I was going through a time in my life where I was just feeling like I was trying to get through my days alone. But you obviously feel lonely from time to time. So I had reached out through a social platform and met Justin. It just started out as normal conversation, just like, you know... There was no intentions behind anything. It's just clearly to make um, friendships, right? So when we started speaking, the level that we were on with each other was I was on a path of trying to get back to, like, my Christian faith and things like that. So I knew that I wasn't looking for anything, but I wanted someone to share my day-to-day stuff with. And so we we did a lot of things together. Like, we would, you know, say hi in the morning. And at that point, I was I was reading devotionals every day so I had verses I would read every day or things that would you would read first things in the morning that would kind of bring you back down earth and and so I would take these readings and I would send them to him and he was doing the same thing but it wasn't Christian based he was sending me telling me that he had been doing writing in a journal for the last year and so sent me pictures of you know what he wrote every day like his goals he had 10 goals a day and he would write what his objective was for the day, like all nothing but positive stuff, he shared with me that he, you know, got a Buddhism certificate and he spent a lot of his time um, with that kind of belief system. But we both shared a lot of similar things. I uh, I enjoyed conversation with him every day, going through my own struggles and being able to share a faith of that kind with somebody is not taken lightly by everybody. It's just some people are receptive and some people aren't. And he was very receptive of it and would kind of give me things back to help inspire me in my day.
1: And can you give me a general time frame as to when this was? Just it's it's helpful in trying mm-hmm. to figure out where this is in terms of when Justin and Amber are together. I did a fasting,
2: Daniel's fast. I remember it was in May It was about a year before all of this had happened, so yeah. So it was, I just remember doing this fast and sharing with him, like, what I was doing and why I was doing it. And, like, it was right before I know he had met, that he had met
1: Amber. What
2: do you talk about? What's the tone like? Um, It was just like, good morning, how you doing? Like that kind of stuff. And then he would say good morning and I'd tell him like, oh, I'm cooking breakfast. And then I'd send him my reading for the day or any videos because I watched a lot of inspirational videos during the day, but mine were always Christian based. I didn't steer clear of, of sharing those things with him. And he did watch some things that I'd sent to him that I thought he would benefit from. But yeah, our conversation was just like music and what he was doing. He... When I was speaking with him, it sounded like he had just got out of prison like months prior. He was working on himself. He did his journal every morning. He was nothing but positive energy. He was going to a new job. I think his parents had a a company because he was doing some roofing of some kind. He would send little clips of videos of him standing on a roof, singing, like, you know, just having a good day usually you can gather from somebody the type of person they are just within the first 10 seconds of talking to them he was easy conversation he was super nice um not awkward not like clearly he had a a social life because just to be able to pick up a conversation with somebody you'd never spoke to before he was very good um he would send me videos there must have been a workshop or a wood workshop that was down where he was living in Nanaimo because he would go over there clearly with not much i guess just coming out of you know the situation he was in he would spend his time and go over in woodwork and he was making like beautiful wooden um like the nice ones that you see at people's cottages you know like that with it's like a throne almost and i remember he had made one for his mother and surprised her for mother's day which i thought that was just so nice to put your time into something like that for somebody
1: Somewhere in your early conversations with him, it sounds like he is upfront about the fact that he has just yes. gotten out of jail. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, tell me about that. So, I think,
2: I think that maybe he might not have told me those things if he didn't pick up the type of person I was. I was very forgiving. I think he could see though my heart towards people that no matter what you've done, like you pick yourself back up, you keep going. Nobody should hold you to your past.
1: Her perspective offers some insight into how Justin could have come across to Amber when they first hooked up online. But then we get to the specific reason she reached out and wanted to talk to me.
2: I think maybe once we started to build our relationship a bit just verbally as friendship he opened up and one day just told me that he wanted to tell me why he was in the scenario that he was in and continued to tell me about it sounded like a relationship he had before with somebody who had kids they meant a lot to him but the kids meant more to him. Um, and it was hard and they split up and then he, out of resentment, maybe started dating someone else in Vancouver, at which point he was going to get back together with the original girl. He had sent me some, some photos and videos of things that were submitted in his court case. So, it, you know, a video of him holding a gun in a car and there was ammo on the, on the passenger seat. And he proceeded to tell me that what had happened was he was on his way to more or less confront, I think, his girlfriend he was reigniting with and a best friend because of some assumption of maybe something happening between them. I don't know what the reasoning for having a gun was, but I did ask him straight out that, like, why would you take a video of that? Like, why why would you do that? And then also to send it to me was, like, a huge... That was huge. So what, what was the
1: response
2: um he said to me that uh, the reason why he took videos or photos was because he was crying out for help he felt and so that was his reasoning for i don't know who he sent them to at the time but maybe it was somebody that he was on his way over to see um maybe he was crying out for someone to stop him you know and i i believe it because that kind of stuff happens in the moment you just you want someone to stop you from doing something. So what had happened, and I don't know whether it was a divine intervention of some kind, but he had said that his gun on the way had fired through the side of his truck. And so he that's when he went to jail for, um, I don't know the terms of it all, but he went to jail for basically having weapons on him. This person that he was with before that he was trying to work on his life with was was located where he was going so he was heading that way and his best friend was in the same area too and his assumption was that he figured something was going on in the way that his best friend has told had told him that he shouldn't keep this girl he said that you should you should ditch her blah 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 so i think in a guy's world there's like a a guy code almost for like when you say oh ditch that girl she's no good like in a guy's world I would assume that means like he knows something that's happening that Justin didn't know obviously was very upset in the moment and was going to do something and I don't know what whether it was to express how angry he was or I don't know I don't know what his intention was with that and he never explained that part
1: To be clear, this source is continuing to discuss Justin's actions related to a former girlfriend. This incident has no direct connection to Amber's disappearance. Nobody needs judgment. And I think he could gather that from me that I was,
2: I was obviously inspirational to him. Like he kind of was to me in that moment of being alone
1: and going through a divorce and things. Without judgment, it it sparked a a concern Mm -hmm. for you, Mm -hmm. though. Can you just describe what happens next?
2: Yeah, we continued talking. I, I'd have to see the timeline of how long we spoke after. But it, things just slowly faded, I think, for us with our daily conversation. Also because I think he had met Amber. And so there was no, there was no like, why haven't you messaged me today? It wasn't on that level. It was just a friendship thing. Um, maybe at one point we were kind of poking around to see if there was something there. Uh, I felt in my heart, like, because I have other people in my life to worry about, that it wasn't just me anymore. There were little things for me that were red flags, but not, but because of my own personal experience. I had moved out here um, years ago because I was in an abusive relationship where where I'm from. And so I've learned my life lessons with things like that. And so there were definitely little things, um, and that was obviously the big one that I, I felt in my heart. Like, the person I was with before, where I, I there were some instances that happened that made me very scared. I just didn't want to take the risk. And I have a caring heart, and I do believe that, it's funny, it's a conflicting thing, because I do feel like people can change. But for me, it was too risky to weigh the, the fence like, oh, well, it could be OK and maybe not. It's just I don't have any room for error there. So I just took, I chose to um, just not seek that, really, because it, it would be too risky if something was still wrong in his life.
1: I've seen these texts and images. I've examined Justin Hall's publicly available criminal charges. There is a guilty finding of possession of firearm, etc., contrary to order, from an incident late in the summer of 2019. In this instance, Justin tells this woman he is headed to see a former girlfriend. He has a gun and ammunition in his truck. He takes video of this and sends it to this woman. He writes that he has sent them as a cry for help. So, at what point do you um, realize that this man that you ha- know has um, become in- entwined in the disappearance of a woman here in Port Alberti?
2: Yeah. So I, I had known the photo of Amber just because I think out of just a little bit of nosiness <laughs> of like whenever I had seen that he. He was on my Facebook and I had seen that, you know, he had met someone. They were posting cute pictures online of them boating or somewhere on the water. And and so I think at one point I would messaged him and said, oh, hey, it looks like you're with somebody. I'm really happy for you, blah, blah, blah. And I just expressed how happy I was. He also told me how happy he was. And, and you know, we always remained friends to the point where if I just want to say, hey, have a great day or something, it would just stay like that. I was... Um, at Cameron Lake in the summertime and I was just going for a beach day with my niece and she was scoping out the beach for like a spot. and as I stood there near the front entrance I saw this bright pink poster and before I saw his name on it I saw her face immediately my mind like I didn't even need to read his name immediately when I saw her face my heart just like went into my throat If
1: he's listening Is there anything you'd want him to hear, anything you'd want to say to him?
2: Uh, You're a human being. You might feel like the world is against you right now, but he needs to start somewhere. And even if there's some information to give or something, you have to start that healing somewhere. And the only way to start it is by speaking or like letting that, you know, for his own release is to be able to come forward and talk and say things, that starts that process and it needs to happen. I just feel like there's more things that he knows that he could say that would help, that maybe he's just too scared right now to say them. I feel for him right now, wherever he is, that he's all alone with these thoughts and things. And I'm huge on prayer and feel like that could fix a lot of things if he just gave it a chance.
1: People who don't even know Amber Manthorne are praying for her right now. Meanwhile, her friends spend the waning weeks of summer 2022 doing what they can to support Amber's family and each other. I meet up with another of Amber's friends on one of those last sunshiny days. She's casually dressed in a t-shirt and shorts, getting set to head up to a lemonade stand. Her tiny, ancient dog, Minnie, curls up beside me on the floor of her bright living room.
0: My name is Dara. I met Amber as a teenager. Um, she, She moved out to Great Central Lake, and that's where my parents have a float cabin. So we became really close at that time because we were so close to each other, and we both loved the lake so much.
1: I've heard people often using words like bubbly and happy,
0: energetic and smiles and hugs and happy and positive. I have always gotten in a fight or two throughout the years with close friends of mine, but I have never, ever had any problems with Amber. We always got along so well. There was never drama. It was just fun.
1: What's a day at the lake out with Amber Light?
0: Well, we would either go down the lake down to Dorothy Creek or check out the falls. We would just go hang out down there, just chat, laugh, have a good time. Other times we would just hang out at the cabin, make super yummy meals, play games. We would play like Asshole the card game or see quite a bit. Um, And then other times I would go over to Amber's place and she had the beautiful beach right there in front of her house. And we would just lounge on the beach and relax and chat. And yeah, just lots of really good times out there and so much fun.
1: Other people have talked about her love of the summer and how she was such a summer.
0: We're all summer people. <laughs> yeah, like living in Port Alberni, you know, anybody that that has been here or knows of Port Alberni knows that... It is very dark and rainy for most of the year, so (laughs) most everybody that I know, we take advantage of the summer and we enjoy it as much as we can with all the beautiful lakes we have and all of the hikes we have, the river, everything. There's a lot to do. Um, in the summer, whereas in the winter you're going out and you're probably getting rained on or snow or just dark, gloomy days that last forever.
1: What do you want people to know about your friend?
0: That she would never, ever just leave and she didn't deserve what I imagine happened to her.
1: You and most of the people I've talked to seem fairly certain that Amber would not have just gone away or needed a break or, or whatever.
0: No, she wouldn't. Uh,
1: wh- why is that? Why are you so certain that?
0: Because she loved her life here she loved her mom, she loved her friends. she had a great group of friends. she loved her home, she loved the late. she had two different jobs that she worked and she worked all the time and she would she would never ever do something like this. Like I knew within two days that something was terribly wrong. It makes no sense. I wish we had answers and I hope we find them soon.
1: All of this began at the start of the summer. And as you look towards the end of summer, what are you hoping the next few weeks or months look like for you and those who love Amber?
0: we want answers we want to find out what happened and I hope that we don't have to wait forever because not knowing where she is and what happened to her is just so hard for everybody and you know somebody did something and we want the truth I'm begging everybody out there please if you have any information regarding Amber or what happened to her where she could be please call the local police here in Fort Alberni and with any tips that you may have i think like at this point where anything helps and somebody knows something out there somebody knows and we
1: will find out at the time of publishing Amber Manthorn has not been found the search for her is ongoing while her disappearance is certainly out of character, it may not be a crime. Police have not ruled out criminality in her case. None of the allegations of abuse involving Justin have been proven. Anyone who may have information and has not already spoken with police is asked to contact the Port Alberni RCMP at 250-723-2424. That's 250 723 and if you want to help support Amber's friends, please join them on Facebook through the group Finding Amber Manthorn. I'm Laura Palmer, and you're listening to Finding Amber, Island Crime Season 4. In 2007... 2007- Split Screen Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now.